In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the northern mountain province of Huesca in Spain stands a very old and ancient stone church containing in its crypt an unusual statue of Our Lady, La Madonna de la O, Our Lady of the Great O. It represents the Mother of God in late pregnancy, round and full, blossomed like the capital O of the great Advent Antiphons, full with the fullness of Christ. Under this title, she is venerated locally as one who, full of grace, carries within her the very source of life and our hope of resurrection. Though the image miraculously survived the ravages of the Spanish Civil War, it was transferred to the crypt for its preservation. There, the Virgin still encloses in the crypt of her womb the secret center of history, the key to human destiny in the face of the most appalling suffering imaginable, the warfare, poverty, and depopulation of the last hundred years. By her largesse, she quietly announces the divine empathy that dwells in our midst. To all who contemplate the statue, there comes a sense of serene and thrilling expectancy of something about to happen. Though invisible, Christ is truly present within Mary. Mary felt him keenly in this, the last month of her confinement. She listened at night for his heartbeat, rejoiced when she felt him kick, relaxed when he settled to rest. Without a doubt, in the last few days before his birth, his mother spoke to him tenderly, called him forth with affection and affectionate names that only a mother knows. And the church imitates her example, and in the seven last days before the nativity, beginning on the 17th, invokes the names of this Savior child, knowing that only his birth alone can pacify the profound longing of the human race. Veni, the church calls out, come. And it gives all these titles of this Savior child. O Wisdom, O Adonai, O Root of Jesse, O Key of David, O Rising Sun, O King of Nations, O Emmanuel. In one word, Christ. And just as the O precedes and, as it were, encloses each of those invocations of the antiphons, so the O itself, as we see in an Advent wreath and wreaths all over decorating this season, is a figure of fullness. And she herself is the great O that encloses the Savior. St. Paul writes to the Galatians that when the time had fully come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, so that we might receive adoption as sons. 
It is the perfection of God's timing in the mystery of redemption. The O proclaims that time itself is fulfilled, being now filled with the fullness of him in, who dwell, in whom dwells the fullness of God. Her very form, late in pregnancy, suggests that the hour is ripe, not only of God's coming to us, but also of our coming to him. Mary makes this possible, for by the birth of Christ, man comes back to God in the same moment as he comes to us. Mary's fiat, her let it be done to me according to thy will, made it so when she gave all humanity to God in the very act of giving God a humanity. Saint Irenaeus of Lyon writes, even though Eve had Adam for a husband, she was still a virgin. By disobeying, she became the cause of death for herself and for the whole human race. In the same way, Mary, though she also had a husband, was still a virgin, and by obeying, she became the cause of salvation for herself and for the whole human race. The knot of Eve's disobedience was untied by Mary's obedience. What Eve bound through her unbelief, Mary loosed by her faith. Eve was seduced by the word of the fallen angel and transgressed God's word so that she fled from him. In the same way, Mary was evangelized by the word of an angel and obeyed God's word so that she carried him with, within, her, within herself. For Irenaeus, the single divine economy interrupted by Adam, with whom Eve was associated, is resumed and brought to its complete perfection by Christ, with whom Mary is associated. Archbishop the Venerable Fulton Sheen wrote, If a woman played such a role in the fall of mankind, should she not play a great role in its restoration? As there was an old humanity in Adam, so there would be a new humanity in Christ, who was God-made man through the free agency of a human mother. When the angel appeared to Mary, God was announcing his love for the new humanity. It was the beginning of a new earth, and Mary became, a, as Bishop Sheen writes, a flesh-girt paradise to be gardened by the Adam new. As in the first garden, Eve brought destruction. So in the garden of her womb, Mary would now bring redemption. By pronouncing fiat, Mary achieved the full role of womanhood, namely to be the bearer of God's gifts to man. In this, she is the new ark of the covenant. The old ark being a golden vessel, perfect inside and out, without blemish, immaculate, according to the prescription of Moses. Within the ark were three items, the staff of Aaron, the high priest. It was the priests of Israel who offered the sacrifice for Israel. The tablets of the Ten Commandments, God's word written in stone, and a jar of the manna, the bread that came down from heaven. 
in Israel's sojourn through the desert. Mary is the vessel of a new humanity, which carried the word of God not on stone tablets, but in the flesh. Not just the sign of the, of the priest, but the true high priest himself. And not the bread that was merely a sign, but the true bread that came down from heaven, Jesus Christ. For the nine months that he was cloistered within her, all the food, the wheat, the grapes that she consumed served as a kind of natural Eucharist, passing into him who later on was to declare that he was the bread and the wine of life. After her nine months, the fitting place for him to be born was Bethlehem, which means house of bread. Later on, he would say, God's gift of bread comes down from heaven and gives life to the whole world. I am the bread of life. Later, after his birth, she, she with Joseph raised him, taught him, cared for him. She was present at the wedding feast in Cana. Mary was to be the instrument, the signal of his first miracle or sign that he was who he claimed to be, the Christ who is to come into the world. Already in the temple and in the Jordan River, our Lord received his father's blessing and sanction to begin his work of redemption. At Cana, he received the assent of his human parent, his blessed mother. Completely confident in him and trusting in his mercy, she says, they have no wine. And he answered her, woman, what is that to me and to thee? My hour is not yet come. During his hidden life, she had been known as the mother of Jesus. But now that he was launched on the work of redemption, she would no longer be just his mother, but also the mother of all, his, of all humanity, whom he would redeem. To indicate this new relationship, he now addressed her not as mother, but as the universal mother, or woman. The hour, he refers to, is his glorification through his crucifixion, resurrection and ascension. At Cana, our Lord was referring to Calvary and saying that the time appointed for beginning the task of redemption was not yet at hand. He was implying that a miracle worked as a sign of his divinity would be the beginning of his death. And the moment he showed himself before men as the Son of God, he would draw down upon himself their ire, their hatred, for evil can tolerate mediocrity, but not supreme goodness. The miracle she was asking for would be unmistakably related to his redemption. The moment the hour began, she became the woman. She would have other children too, not according to the flesh, but according now to the spirit. If he was to be the new Adam, the founder of a redeemed humanity, she would be the new Eve and the mother of that new humanity. In answer to that question, which arises every time, every year at this time, Mary, did you know? Yes, she knew. A faithful daughter of Abraham, of the tribe of Judah, she knew who and what the Messiah, Mashiach, the Christ, would be. 
until he comes to be fully formed in us, as once he was formed in Mary. We cannot grow to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Fulton Sheen encourages us, If you have never before prayed to Mary, do so now. Can you not see that if Christ himself willed to be physically formed in her for nine months, and then be spiritually formed by her for 30 years, it is to her that we must go to learn how to have Christ formed in us. Only she who raised Christ can raise a Christian. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.